All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome into episode nine of the Cap City Sports Cast. My name is Callahan Steed. I cover the McFarland Spartans, the Monona Grove Silver Eagles, the Cambridge Blue Jays, and the Deerfield Demons. I'm Peter Lindblad. I cover the Wanakee Warriors, the Forest Norskies, Lodi Blue Devils, and the Poinette Pumas. And I'm Ryan Gregory, and I cover four WIAA football playoff teams, <laughs> Sun Prairie East, Sun Prairie West, Waterloo, and Marshall. Yeah, out of all the teams, or like out of all of us here, Peter and I got three teams that made it. You found a way to get all four <laughs> Four for teams. four, baby. Way to go, Ryan. <laughs> all yeah, it's all me. It all is. credit to the is. kids. It's all my writing. Oh, man, just... <laughs> It, it's it's a it's a good and bad thing. We we're kind of yeah. both talking about because we're all like, ah, oh, crap. Who do we cover this weekend? You've got four that you have to try to figure out, but it seems like it's going to be an exciting week for you. We talk a lot about sharing the love, and it has not been any harder than with the playoffs coming around because now every game matters a whole lot, and you know I have four different teams playing, and everybody <laughs> wants you to cover the playoffs, exactly. yeah. especially right. too if you have taken into a fact that like. If one of them potentially wins, and like so, like I've got some teams that are like the lower seeds. And it's like they pull off the upset, and everyone's gonna mm. look and be like, "Why How weren't you, you at that?" Game? And it's uh-huh. like it was two hours away. I don't know what you want, but just it's it's been a crazy week. Um, you know, we talked last week. Things were starting to wind down. Peter, I don't know if you mentioned this on air or off air, but you had kind of mentioned that it was just a crazy week for you know Wanaki because you had so many like stories that you wanted to put on the front page i had that oh kind of, i had i yep. had that same issue uh this week uh, all cross-country t- uh teams had someone take first in their conference race uh yep. had a couple teams win conference titles so mcfarland volleyball and monona grove uh boys soccer and uh and then on top of that, Monona Girl football clinched the playoff spot. McFarland continues to roll. I'm like, I can't fit all this on, <laughs> no. on the front page. And especially now that we have those little, uh, the new design, which I'm sure yeah. everyone is enjoying. And I hope yes, everybody hope is it. enjoying because yeah. we didn't have a say in it. But, you know, I think it has its <laughs> positives and benefits of it. But so, you know, you have a little bit of a smaller page. It's tough to fit some of that stuff on yeah. there. And so, yeah, cra- crazy, crazy week. Um I covered state tennis on Thursday. That mm. was a lot of fun, but also kept me very busy. Um, I don't know why. I I covered boys state tennis last year, and I was able to have like a nice little break in between, so I was able to you know make the nice little walk downtown and everything, get some food. This time, I did not have a break, so it was just basically mm-hmm. if anyone's ever been to Nielsen Tennis Stadium, I was up on the balcony, take some photos, would go down to the little uh, center where they have the tennis players at, send off my photos, go back up, and it was just back and forth. I only had a little bit of time for uh, to grab a concession stand uh, sub and uh, <laughs> until the Division two basically like wrapped up the first round because yeah. I think Jefferson was the last team I needed to grab photos for. Got it, and I think it worked out good, though, for everyone. And then, then I was able to go downtown and get my food. But <laughs> it, was, it was a crazy wild week, and... I'm sure for uh, you guys it was a wild week. Anything kind of catch your eye at all, Ryan, or anything that you know you want to shout out? Uh, over the weekend, uh, Sun Prairie West and Sun Prairie as a whole was the center of the Big Eight Cross Country World as Sun Prairie West hunt- hosted the uh, Big Eight Cross Country meet uh, for the conference uh, over at Sheen Park. And Sun Prairie West had a had a winner on the bo- on the boys side, Mateo Alvarado Venegas. That's an, a name to keep in mind, you know, as the state tournament begins because he is a legitimate challenger to be an overall state champion in uh, cross country. The kid's a, f- a phenomenal athlete, and, um, you know, this is one of many wins that he's had this season. And so uh, that, that was kind of the big story from this past week was um, 
him really rounding in form before the playoffs start. Yeah, cross-country events are so fun to cover. Like, mm-hmm. um, it's just positive energy. Everyone's cheering yeah. each other on. You know, there's no harping at the officials or anything like that. It's just, yep. you know, everyone's happy and everyone's just trying to hit their best. and uh, Great vibes, just yeah. running. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially it's nice, too, because it's like a Saturday morning. It gets me up early, cover the stuff, and then I have the rest of my day to do, to do stuff instead of me, like, rolling out of bed later. Can't relate, like, bro. Went home and napped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just – but, um, Peter, uh, anything that kind of caught your eye at all this week? Yeah, I'll, I'll go cross-country, too. Uh, DeForest Boys uh, won their second uh, straight Badger East uh, conference title, and they were led by a sophomore – who has just really been coming on strong. His name is Elijah Pabon. I think that's how you pronounce his last name, or Pabon. I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, I mean, in late season, he's really made a nice run, and he ended up being the individual champion um, mm. at the meet. Um, but they also had uh, three other guys finish in the top ten, Isaiah Bauer, um, Lucas Tanner, and Joe Huber. And then on the girls' side, Wanakee uh, won the girls' title. Not really a surprise there. They're kind of loaded. Mm-hmm. Um might make some noise at state as a team. So, um, yeah, my local schools and cross country <laughs> really had a great week. So, yep. Yeah, well, hey, we're excited to uh, dive deep into the playoff push here that we've got coming up here. So, Ryan, I want to start with you because we had some history on Friday because some Prairie West officially punched their ticket to the playoffs their first time in school history. They are so far heavy, 100% qualifying rate mm-hmm. uh, for getting into the playoffs. <laughs> but, yeah, just talk about some Prairie West and just what are you looking towards for their playoff? Yeah, I mean, you never really need motivation as a high school football player to go out and try and win games, but there's nothing better than, you know, going into the last week of the regular season with a playoff bid on the line, which is exactly what Sun Prairie West did last, last week. They were hosting Oregon, who, you know, was on a very tough losing streak. And they, they were fighting for a, posi- for a position in the playoffs as well. Both teams ended up making it. So, you know, I think that they would have been fine either way. But Sun Prairie West with a 21-0 victory, the first shutout in school history for the Wolves. Uh, Brady Rhodes had one of his best games ever, the, the West junior quarterback. 19 completions, 230 yards, and two touchdowns. No picks is the biggest thing there. Uh, interceptions have been a, a bit of a stymie for the uh, Sun Prairie West offense this season. Er- erase that entirely and... Defense did a really solid job shutting down what is a very productive uh, Oregon rushing attack. And some Prairie West just got it done. And now they're going to see a familiar team um, rolling into the playoffs now. Uh, so West picks up a number six seed in Division Two, And they're going to be up against number three seed DeForest coming up this coming Friday. Yeah, I thought it was also a little bit interesting, too. When you watched the Badger large race, it was, you know, you had two top teams in Wanakee and some Prairie East. Uh, but then you just kind of had three teams in the middle of the pack in Milton, um, some Prairie West and Oregon, and I you know, didn't know who was gonna who they were like you know gonna pick because they're all on that playoff bubble line. Um, but then you know I think it was Milton beat Sun Prairie West, but they lost to Oregon. Yeah. Oregon beat Milton, but lost Sun Prairie West, and you know Sun Prairie mm-hmm. West. So it was like they all had like you know says like who could go, and they all mm-hmm. ended up going. So yeah, all three of them squeaked in. Yeah, all yeah. good for all three of them because hey, it's just so hard too. Where it's like, all right, if you've got two top teams in that, like it's pretty tough to like you know. Yeah, they both pick. had two penciled in losses already. So. Yeah, and so. Yeah, Sun Prairie West gets to face DeForest, and DeForest 
you know, start start off the year a little bit cold, but they're rolling in yeah. the playoffs pretty warm. They're they are. Uh, yeah, uh, they've won six straight, um, started off the year 0-3. They had a tough non-conference schedule. They had to play Wanakee, who's been ranked number one in D2 all year, um, unbeaten they ended up. Um, so, uh, and then they've also faced some injuries. You know, uh, Mason Keys missed a game uh, against Kimberly where they got blown out and came back. Um, for the Mount Horeb game, they lost by one in that game. Uh, you know, he's been he's one of the best quarterbacks in the state. Um, but he, you know, he's he's kind of righted the ship. Um, you know, there have been moments where he's had to do a lot because they've they've had uh, their top running back Kale Drinka uh, has missed some time with injury. But he appears to be healthy now. Rushed for a hundred yards uh, this last week in uh, their win um, on Friday. Um, and uh, uh, so they they appear to be rounding into shape. Their defense has had three uh, shutouts this year. Um, they've really developed a nice receiving core. Um, you know, coming into the season, it was kind of Brody Hardig was uh, going to be their you know main wide out, and then it was going to be well, who's who's next? Well, Max Mitchell has stepped up. Uh, Alex Van Uyen has really become a, a, a key target uh, for uh, Mason Keys, and then uh, you've also got a tight end in, in Tucker Grandall, um, who's uh, who's emerged as well. So you can't forget about him. Um, so Mason really likes to spread the ball around. Um, the defense is playing well, as I said. Um, they've been opportunistic. They got two guys in Cullen Kirchberg and. Uh, and Carter Morrison, who've been big play guys all season, Carter Morrison had that one game where he had four interceptions. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, Kirchberg has stepped up recently, had an interception for a touchdown, block kick return for a touchdown. So, but one of the problems that they've uh, kind of had is they've had problems finishing drives all season. Um, they've gotten down close to the goal line. Um, had some interceptions, uh, been stopped on fourth down, but uh, they played uh, Sock Prairie um, this <laughs> this uh, this past week. I wrote down Sock Prairie West. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> um, must add Sun Prairie West say. in there. <laughs> of course, I but uh, yeah, but they doubled them up, uh, thirty-six to eighteen. Um, so they ended up, you know, six and three overall. Um, it'll be interesting because they, you know, they they they're seated number three. Um, they should, you know, be able to get past their first round opponent. The next round, though, they could play uh, Sun Prairie East, mm-hmm. which would be very interesting. <laughs> so, and, uh, but yeah, they got Sun Prairie West this week, um, and they, that's they beat they shut them out earlier this season. I believe it was thirty eight to nothing. Yep. It was a close game for three quarters. Um, they led nine to nothing going into the fourth quarter. Got a you know, defensive score and a safety. Um, and then they scored 29 points in the fourth quarter. That was, again, one of those games where they had drives that they just couldn't finish early on. So, uh, But the defense was outstanding that game. So um, we'll see. You know, Sometimes when uh, teams play each other again, it's, it's a different story. But, Absolutely. Uh, um, so, uh, yeah, they, they might get a double taste of Sun Prairie. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, speak, speaking of Sun Prairie East, no surprise, the Cardinals roll into the playoffs. Another big win against Stoughton this week, and just what are you kind of looking to see uh, as they make another potential state playoff push? Yeah, uh, there's not a whole lot to say about last week or this coming week for Sunford East because it is um, it's it is story it is a story that we have heard before. They beat Stoughton seventy six to seven last Friday <laughs> with twenty eight points in, in both the first and second quarters. Jerry Kaminsky, their senior quarterback, threw five pick or threw five touchdowns, and the defense had five interceptions. It was, I know that I've been talking about how dominant Sun Prairie East has been for a while on this pod, 
this might have been the crown jewel for how bad they've been beating up on teams. And uh, and they end up with a number two seed in the playoffs, which is worth noting because, you know, uh, as I'm sure we'll get to, Wanakee got bumped up to Division One, And so Sun Prairie East is the, as the number two team in Division Two all season. You'd think naturally number one seed in the playoffs. Kettle Moraine gets the nod there, which makes sense because they beat McGuanago 28-7, I think it was um, a couple weeks ago, uh, because they're conference opponents. And keep in mind, in week two, Sun Prairie East lost to McGuanago 55-45, so I'm sure that was the decision-making process with the committee. And so now Sun Prairie East, the number two seed, taking on Oregon, the number seven seed, for the second time this season. Uh, a story that we've seen before. Sun Prairie East beat them 52-7 to last time. Um, check back in with them next week after they get done dusting off Oregon. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, I would love to hear uh, kind of Peter's thoughts on it. Wanaki, uh gets bumped up to Division One, and just uh, yeah, I'm sure they'll handle it fine first couple, but, you know, it could potentially play out here uh, as we get towards, uh, you know, yeah. the trip towards Camp Randall. Yeah, that was definitely the big news of the week yeah. uh, was want to keep moving up. And it's interesting, uh, you know, they've been ranked number one in Division Two all year, finished the year 9-0. and um, You know, they finished the year with four straight shutouts, just rolling over teams. Yep. Um, finished the year about beating uh, Beaver Dam 42 to nothing. moved to, you know, their winning streak to 29 games. Just been rolling along. And then you get that news, and it's like, oh, well, you know, it, you might have been, you know, forgiven for penciling them in in the state championship game in Division Two. It's not going to be quite so easy. You know, they've got traditional powers, Kimberly and Bayport, and they're part of the bracket. So, um, and Kimberly's, you know, they rolled over DeForest pretty pretty easily earlier this year. So, um, yeah, uh, but they're they're rolling along. Um, they've got, uh, you know, they're typically well balanced. Um, they're they're just everything's clicking in all phases of the game. Um, they've got a dangerous return guy in David Emmerich. They've got uh, you know guys in the secondary on defense and Shea Ducharme and Danny Cotter who've been opportunistic, um, making interceptions. They got a great linebacker in Tommy Ramish. They got a great lineman in Caden Ellis. Uh, Cole Myers, and then Wade Bryan, who committed uh, just recently to St. John's to play lacrosse. He's been a phenomenal pass rusher this year. He's got 11 sacks on the season. So, um, you know, and then you look on offense, they're just super balanced. I mean, it, you, you go down the list of games, and it's almost like they got, well, about 150 to 170 yards passing from Garrett Lenzendorf, their efficient quarterback. And then they've got, you know, anywhere from 150 to 200 yards rushing, you know. And then mm -hmm. they, they get some big play on special teams that sets them up. It, it's just, it's kind of been that way all season. So um, it'll be interesting because, uh, you know, they, they kind of rolled through the Badger Large pretty easily this year, um, you know, going Division I uh, for the playoffs. It might be a tougher road, but, uh, you know, if anybody can handle it, it's Pat Rice and the Warriors. Yeah, so. absolutely. Um, it would definitely be uh, interesting to see just how they handle it. Um, and just uh, it, I did want to kind of touch on what you brought up, Ryan, was uh, just kind of like how you mentioned with seating a little bit. There are some kind of interesting surprises, and I think um, the biggest one that I had, so Monona Grove was able to get into the playoffs uh, 
with a win. Like, they officially clinched a big win over Fort Atkinson. They pretty much rolled yep. uh, through that Eddie Rivera uh, senior defensive back and kind of one uh, a team captain, but also one of like the more emotional leaders on the squad. He had a punt return for a touchdown, two interceptions, and then offensively, uh, junior running back Gavin Habelwitz uh, rushed for over 200 yards and had a really nice run where he bounced off like five tacklers, got into the open field, and scored. And so they officially clinched. And you know, I was expecting them to go on the road uh, to, uh, you know, because you know they had a couple losses on their schedule, which they ended up doing. But they uh, have to go up on the road against Waukesha West. And Waukesha West somehow got to host a home game uh, with five losses. They uh, mm-hmm. only won three conference games. Um, and so, yeah, I, I don't have the seating in front of me. But I just found that kind of interesting that, you know, Waukesha West. It, I mean, they – and I'm not saying, like, Monona Grove, like, oh, they, they penciled them in for a home game. But I thought for sure, like, you know, it would be like a team with maybe a little bit higher conference record. But – you know, Silver Eagles aren't taking uh, Waukesha West like uh, lightly at all. Coach Beckwith was like, you know, they played a good conference. They played a good non-conference schedule, you know. And also, too, you know, they're a playoff team. So they found a way into the playoffs, and everybody can have their day. Uh, they've got a couple of rushers that you really can't key in on. It's kind of like they have a balanced attack. So we'll have to see how the uh, defense handles it. And also, too, whenever it seems like Gavin Habelwitz has a big day, it seems like the Silver Eagles uh, get to a... Uh, ride to victory so interested to see about that but that was probably like my biggest surprise and then also too i know there was like some issues with uh amherst and all the like the legal action going on there again another year for the playoffs where a team all of a sudden gets ruled to be ineligible and then that completely changes everything up i will say at least glad that it was decided before it got to the playoff hunt like last year where madison edgewood all of a sudden found out yeah couldn't play and then you think back to all the teams that they beat and it's like hmm i wonder how that could have shaped seating but that's that's a whole bunch of court mumbo jumbo stuff that i barely understand (laughs) and i don't feel like throwing out opinions on stuff that i don't understand (laughs) um but just uh as we kind of transition a little bit from the larger schools into the smaller schools uh ryan marshall gets a big win against marcusan not just a big win but like blowout win against marcusan uh and big for seeding as well too, because Mark or uh, Marshall was able to lock up the one seed as well too. Yeah, it was a, it was a great game for Marshall. They, they were all into what is, as we discussed last week, the de facto Eastern Suburban Conference Championship. Two undefeated conference teams. I mean, nothing else you can really ask for for the for the last game of the regular season. Marshall rolls twenty seven to six to to really slam the door on a a team that was ranked number five in Division Six coming into the game in Marquezan. And that was scoring at will coming into there was a, a real testament to their defensive line. I'm going to bring out some names: Taylor Mahalik, Peyton Gundelak, Peyton Kleinheis, Wyatt Jennings. Just a huge unit for a Division Six team. There's no reason they should have that kind of a defensive line that they do. And they they just gobbled them up. They they were just in the backfield all night. Uh, Marquezan runs a a very scary version of the trip of the of the option. And Marshall just did everything they could and and gummed him up, only let him score one touchdown. And as for the offense, they get Matthew Modal back, who has been dealing with some knee issues all season. He was very much back in this game. He had 216 yards and three touchdowns. All three of those came in the second half to help sh- uh, shut the door on the game. And so Marshall finishes the season undefeated in conference play and the top seed in their in their bracket in Division Six, which is huge, and they're hosting um, number eight seed Westfield. Uh, which is a, a one-man show with uh, their quarterback, Cash and Kangas. 
I watched him play against Waterloo last year, and you could tell that kid had some juice, but he just doesn't have the help. I, uh, he leads the team in both passing and rushing yards. If you want to know about how this team functions, it is cash and do everything for us. Yeah, I um I went and uh, photographed uh, Palmyra Eagle in the uh, first game of the year, and they played. Uh, uh, yep. And they played against uh, Cashton and uh, those guys. And Cashton kind of struggled to start off the game, but you saw the glimpses of it. And then later on in the game, he just kind of took over. And so it's one of those deals where it's like uh, he's one man, but you still got to find a way to stop him. And especially, too, like if you face him like Marshall and they've got that big front uh, to make it hard, you kind of have to have a slippery quarterback like someone like Cashton where it's like he can kind of scramble around, make things interesting. I, yep. You know, I would expect Marshall to still roll, but you never know. Like that, Absolutely. I just know they struggled last year against Belleville with trying to wrap up Trevor Sice, and, yep. you know, he was able to do a lot of things with his mobility and help Belleville lead to the upset. So, um, One more thing worth noting. Go for it. The winner of that game goes on to face the winner of number four, Marquezan, and number five, Onalaska Luther. Ooh. So I, I would expect Marquezan to win that, so... We may have another rematch on our hands coming up in round in level two of the playoffs. See, it's funny. We talked before about you know what do we do for round one? What are you gonna do for round two if what do I do for Marshall that? and Marquezan gets a rematch? Yeah, exactly. I might even have to go to that game even if my teams are <laughs> yeah, still. <laughs> I'm just gonna go as a fan. <laughs> um, but I, but speaking of teams in the Division Six, Division Seven area, uh, Deerfield was able to clinch a spot um, into the playoffs. Um, with a last-minute win against uh, Fall River Rio. Both teams uh, were trying to get on that playoff bubble. Tommy Lees threw a touchdown pass to Eli Key with 18 seconds left, put the demons in front. Eli Key also had an interception return for a touchdown, so getting big contributions out of him the past couple weeks. So good to see the demons get in. It's been uh, since 2017 was the last time they qualified for the playoffs. And, you know, up and down season, they started off 2-0, and lost a couple games, and then they were able to, you know, get two wins back. And then they lost to Johnson Creek, but they found a way to get the job done against Fall River. So waiting for them in the playoffs is Cashton, which is the second-ranked team in Division Seven. So that's going to be a very tough, tough uphill battle. But kind of what we talked about a little bit with uh, Cashton Kangas, uh, they've got Tommy Deerfield's got Tommy Lee as quarterback, and you know they're going to go as far as uh, they can go with Tommy. And but also too, it's like the passing attack you've got. You know, Zach Hansen's had big moments this year. Uh, Stephen Bagley had a big uh, game against Dodgeland. Uh, you know, Mason Bethauser and J- Jackson Drillback are solid coming out of the backfield. And then also, two Quinn Sylvester's caught. Uh, they're like, they've all had big contributions. It's not like a, just a one-man show. Like, they have multiple weapons to choose from. And if you're facing a team like Cashton that's got, you know, will we'll probably most likely run the ball down your throat and uh, – you know, I, the Demons' defense has definitely improved, but that's going to be a tough task. Um, but this can be one of those things where it's like they might the offense is going to need to have a big day. But also, too, the offense is going to have to be really smart because I saw Cashton has six interception returns for a touchdown. So mm-hmm. kind of, Peter, what you mentioned a little bit with turnovers, a little mm-hmm. bit kind of being a problem for some of the teams. Deerfield can kind of turn the ball over sometimes, and that's something Coach Swigger has been preaching. You know, if, if we don't beat ourselves, we can beat anybody. So mm-hmm. we'll have to see if they're able to – you know, manage the turnovers and two and a half hour trip for the demons. So I'll see how uh, they handle it. But uh, to transition to uh, a little bit of a larger school, I want to kind of hear about Lodi and what their uh, preview is for the season. Or yeah. For the uh, before I get into Lodi, I, I shouldn't overlook the, the 
the opponent for Wanakee is Sheboygan North, and uh, they they could. Prov- I, I don't know if how big a test they'll provide, but they do some interesting stuff. They're an option offense, with, which Wanakee has not seen this year, mm. and they have a four-two defense that. Uh, Coach Rice said was really aggressive. Um, as far as Lodi is concerned, um, you know, I think they were hoping to head into the playoffs with a head of steam. Uh, they played Lake Mills in the regular season finale. They had a 10 to nothing lead at the halftime. Uh, they ended up losing 28 to 10. Um, talking to Coach Poles uh, afterwards, he said they left 21 points on the field. So, uh, um, but that's the, their only two losses this year have been to Columbus and Lake Mills, uh, both playoff uh, qualifiers and, you know, the uh, tough teams in that uh, Capital Conference. So um, they get Platteville um, in the playoffs, um, and Platteville's kind of stinging too. They lost 40-7 to to River Valley in their regular season finale. Um, Lodi, again, uh, led by their dual-threat quarterback, Mason Lane, who just seems to rip off a big run it's almost every game. Um, he usually passes for uh, about 150 yards, runs for almost like 115, 120 yards a game. Uh, they also have two other running backs in Brady Poles and Kyler Clemens that can be uh, you know, a handful for opposing uh, defenses. And they got a good defense too. Lane you know, is, a, is great in the secondary. He intercepts, I think he has three interceptions on the year too. Um, so Lodi is a really good team. Uh, Platteville is led by their quarterback, uh, kind of another all do it all kind of quarterback, uh, Drew Digman. Um, he uh, passed for four touchdowns against uh, Lodi's rival Poinette, who they're in different conferences now. But um, so he's a he, he can be a handful. So um, but Platteville's got to make a, a long trip to Lodi, and uh, I'm sure Lodi is. Uh, kind of steaming mad after <laughs> losing to Lake Mills. So um, that'll be interesting. The Another interesting factor about this game is that if Lodi wins and Lake Mills wins, they will meet in the in level two. So uh, again, this <laughs> familiarity is breeds like, contempt. Mm, like this is say. something where it's like, again, it, it, these matchups are just where it's like, oh, God, again, as a fan, yeah. I would I would go to this yeah. if my teams aren't in it. Um, and just what you said though with Lodi, I know they've lost kind of a couple a little bit here, but again, they're in the playoffs. And yeah. all you got to do see the two. So yeah, all you got to do is win and move on. And also too, if I remember correctly, Catholic Memorial is also looming in mm-hmm. Division Four yeah, as yes. well too, mm-hmm. which yeah, I kind of have some opinions about, but we'll just <laughs> leave it at that. Uh, it's gonna be a tough t- pod. Yeah, it's gonna be a tougher. <laughs> I feel bad. Uh, I know some people on the uh, Edgerton Crimson Tide uh, football team uh, from my days of working down in Edgerton. Um, and so that's a very tough challenge, that the first round mm-hmm. game against Catholic Memorial yeah. and all of their recruits and yeah. all of their studs. Um, but, though, I do briefly want to talk about another Rock Valley Conference team, though, the McFarland Spartans. Uh, I think biggest win of the year last week against Evansville. You know, they've been kind of beating up on the Rock Valley. Uh, so this week was you know kind of a game that I had interest in because Evansville was going to be going to the playoffs as well too and they just uh, rolled over Evansville uh, defense pitched another shutout so the defense is just firing on all cylinders and then it's a combination again Brandon Dyer Isagiri running the ball but also to Braylon Roder being smart in the pocket and finding uh, his guys on the outside Dayton Gillen Devin Culp um, and Andrew Kelly and you know, this, this team's rolling right now, so they got to go out to West Bend West, um, which will be, like, basically, I feel like 
kind of both teams kind of match up similarity with each other so it should be a very very interesting game and this team's got a lot of experience so i'm looking forward to it uh i do want to go around though uh and figure out what game you guys are going to be at though for this week what's just kind of like the game that you're decided that you want to go to for round one yeah i'll be at some for east in oregon i got bullied into it on twitter by all my players and even the actual football account so i will be I'll be watching the Cardinals on Friday. I love that. Anytime you can ratio Ryan Gregory, go for it. <laughs> um, Peter, you were kind of mentioning a little bit before that you might bounce around, but you know, yeah. I'm sure there are a couple games that have caught your eye. Yeah, I should probably get photos for both uh, the Wanaki and DeForest games. I have a guy at, at Lodi, so. Um, but uh, both games uh, should be interesting. Um, you know, I maybe the the closer match might be DeForest and Sun Prairie West. Um, so. I might stick it out there. I haven't quite decided yet, but uh, um, I, I, both games will be good. You know, I'll be interested to see what Sheboygan North can do against Wanakee, but uh, um, so we'll see what happens there. Yeah, I will be <laughs> uh, making the trip out to West Bend West for McFarland. Just one of the reasons that you know uh, it, we're kind of all in like where they've all kind of got equal coverage. But when I looked at it, um, I had covered Monona Grove. You know last week against Fort, and then I covered Deerfield two weeks ago against uh, Johnson Creek, so McFarland uh, is next up kind of on the uh, totem pole, and so I was just praying. I was like, please, for the love of God, don't put them three <laughs> hours away, and yep. they did yeah. not, but unfortunately, I'm also not going to be able to bounce around and take photos like you because, you know, it's either West Bend, Waukesha, or Cashton, and those are kind of very yeah. uh, spread out on the map. So I will be at West Bend, and then, like I've told everybody else, you know, just if you keep winning, you keep things difficult for me and trying to figure out where to go on these types of things. But And it's the same thing for you guys as well, too. you got a couple powerhouses, uh, but... Uh, it's going to be interesting to see where the playoffs go from here. But that's going to do it, though, for this week's edition of the Cap City Sportscast. I want to give a little shout-out, though, to the Sun Prairie Media Center. The past couple weeks, we have been recording our episodes there. And also, too, you can find us on their radio station as well, too. We are back in the conference room right now at the Sun Prairie office because uh, they are doing some renovations and stuff over there. But I want to give a shout-out to Sun Prairie Media Center as well, too. Uh, for all the work that they have done. But for my colleagues, Ryan and Peter, my name is Callahan Steed. Thank you guys for listening. Check out our stuff online, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.